The Kinky Cocktail Hour is brought to you by Motor Bunny, the world's most powerful saddle-style vibrator that offers fabulous creative sexual experiences. We use it and it rotates, it vibrates, and it delivers mind-blowing orgasms. Enjoy Motor Bunny as your favorite sex toy. When you order the Motor Bunny, multiple attachments are included along with the link controller, which allows wireless control from anywhere. Motor Bunny is the world's most powerful saddle-style vibrator on earth. Use the link in the show notes and spice up your sex life with a Motor Bunny. You're listening to Kinky Cocktail Hour, a conversation between adults about sex-forward relationships, kinky lifestyles, and frank communication. If you're under 18, please stop listening and visit scarletteen.com. I'm Lady Petra. My pronouns are she, her, and hers. I'm Sapphire My pronouns are him, his, and he. And this is Kinky Cocktail Hour. Cheers! Cheers! Okay, so what are we drinking today? So we're trying a seaside new fashion. Oh, like an like old an old fashion. fashioned, but it's called a new fashion. <laughs> and I've never seen nori on top of a drink before. Yeah, so that's what was intriguing. I quickly had to make salted honey syrup so i made salted honey syrup and i actually made just enough for these two drinks which is perfect and i used balcones bourbon okay two parts of that and a half a part of the salted honey syrup yeah and three dashes of angostura bitters and three dashes of orange bitters wow stirred and then you garnish with a nori strip wow It's, it's sort of interesting looking with the nori strip yeah it's kind of an interesting color it's like brownie you can smell the bourbon goes to show up. It's kind of like a salted caramel yeah. drink of some kind. It's yeah. right up your alley. Mm-hmm. Bourbon is a good mixer. It's, it's a just good not mixer. a good drink. It's yeah. just a good mixer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's, kind sure of, it's, it's kind of fruity. And I'm sure this is going to be a melter, you know what I mean? Uh-huh, yeah. I like nori. Do you like nori? Just to eat it? I think it's the salted honey gives it that sea mm-hmm. type of... Mm. And even this, the sea... Yeah, good seaweed. You know. Yeah, the nori goes with it well. Uh-huh. Interesting drink. <laughs> it's flavorful. It's not it's not too overpowering. And it's that little mm-hmm. note of sweetness takes the edge off of it. Mm-hmm. But it's really just bourbon and bitters. It's, I think it's really, truly, that helps make it change it is the salt. No, oh, totally. And the honey. Because yeah. honey has a much different flavor than simple syrup. Very, very flavorful, yeah. That it picks up the notes in the bourbon, I think, a little well. Mm-hmm. Good. Okay, so we we entered the month of April. Yes. April special for us. April special for us. And the reason it's special is because it's anal April month. It's anal April month. Yep. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So let's give context. So there was a photograph on FetLife sometime in March, and I tagged you on it because the, the person who posted the photograph right. said, only anal this month, something yes, like that. Something and I said, like oh, that. we've got to try that. You were like, yes, yes let's try that. <laughs> and so I've been thinking about it since then. Right. And then yesterday was the 31st of March, and we went for a walk. Mm-hmm. 
and we figured out the protocol mm-hmm. for yeah. the next month. Yeah. And so today was day one. Day one. Where you got to be an ass whore exclusively. Mm-hmm. And your pussy was off limits entirely. Yes. And I had to keep reminding myself. Really? Don't touch yourself. Don't touch yourself. Oh, really? Touch That's interesting. I think more During so. Play. Well, yeah. During I think play. more so in this early phase. Yeah. Out of habit of the mm. pleasure that we're experiencing and touching yourself adds yeah. to the pleasure. Yeah. Versus I'm completely out of my mind. Right. <laughs> Yet. You know what I mean? Because it's day one. Yeah, you know, sometimes you like to slap your pussy or your clit when I'm fucking your ass or yes. eating your ass or when I'm fucking you. And there's mm-hmm. like times when you just want to do that. And yes. there are times when you want to put a vibrator on you when I'm in your ass. or mm-hmm. So not, none of that can happen. None of that. Uh, no, it's all off limits. Well, and I was even careful because, you know, lube, got to use a lot of lube when we were doing anal. And you almost slipped down. I was like, oh, yeah. it's off limits. It's you close. can't go there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so um, what we really are talking about is a, is a form of mental chastity. Mental chastity and denial. Denial. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you've got a month of that. We posted a, I posted a, a writing on FetLife about it, and somebody chimed in almost immediately and said, I don't know how she's going to do because I'm like driving myself crazy after one day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I know. Well, part of my kink... Well, obviously, there are many levels of this, but, I, you know, I'm submissive. That's that's a super kinky level for me. That's first, right. Right? And with my self being a submissive and my submission is I get off on obedience. Right. And so it, it's, it's very similar, the obedience notion of anything we're up to, whether it's involved in play or in protocol or right. in daily life. Obedience is a happy place for me. Yeah. It's very closely aligned to my old professional athletic career. Yeah. In the discipline that's needed. Yes. In the face of no agreement. Like, right. often, there's no agreement to how an athlete trains or sure. makes decisions to not go party or right. You, right. All these decisions come up, right? Especially in the age you are when you're young like that. Yeah. Doing something at that level. Yeah. And the mental, all kinds of things, strength, integrity, fortitude, fortitude. It is a power thing. Even though I'm the submissive, it's very powerful to, to be to... able to be in that space and, and instead of, I don't look at it as happening to me like I'm not involved. I'm very involved, and I'm in it too. It's right. the win the game kind of thing. Right. And so there's so many different layers to this that right. uh, it's very attractive. Yeah. You know, I'm equally turned on by your obedience. Yeah. You know, it's one of the reasons why we do so well together. I want an obedient slut. You're an obedient slut. Yeah. Yeah. And you're my obedience lot. Yeah. So it's perfect. Yeah. yeah, so I'm turned on by your obedience. And I've had a thing about denial. Well, we talked about this. That was interesting on the yeah. walk about, you know, just so people are clear, we're in a 24-7 TPE. Yeah. And so Saffir's making decisions. And he's also, because he makes the decisions, he chooses to include me in the conversation or not, you know, depending on what's going on. And he chose to include me in the conversation and get feedback 
to be able to make decisions. Ultimately, he's making the decision. However, the feedback is helpful to figure out what works for both of us, what would turn us both on. And we, and I haven't done this before, so I don't know how my, how it's going to go. You know. Well, I predict that by month end, <laughs> you're going to be a soupy mess most of the time. Yeah, I imagine. You know, because so. you're used to getting used almost every day. Mm-hmm. You're used to having your pussy at least fucked bountifully and yes. I normally bring you to orgasms with my mouth yes, hundreds of times, times. Yes, you know yes, yes, yes. and that's a regular occurrence for you right. and there are times in bed where I finger you and you know there's a lot of attention that is going to be missing it's going to be missing but I also I'm looking at it as you know not a glass half empty more, right. more of a glass half full in the sense that I get to put my energy and my focus towards other things I'm experiencing yeah. And how I might be able to broaden them. And I kind of thought about, you had talked to me one time, or many times actually in the beginning, about pain and your experience of pain and how you'd put this pyramid of some size over, envelop the size of the pain in your head. You'd imagine it. Right, so I'll just say how it goes. So that was a story that came up for me when I was a kid in gymnastics. Uh-huh. And I was hurt all the time. And I read a novel in which a CIA agent was captured and was being tortured and this was the method he used to manage the pain Mm -hmm. and the method was he managed the pain as a red pyramid and the state of without pain as a blue sphere Mm -hmm. and the game he played in his head was to capture the red pyramid in the blue sphere as big as it got Mm -hmm. and then crush it down to like a tiny little marble Mm -hmm. that that was the image that he had right so I described that to you right back in the early days so I've used that before because your mind goes in different places. You can't always take the same construct for somebody else took. But what I was able to do is take this pyramid and it wasn't as much about the color. It was about the size yeah. and shrink it. And I do that often without even knowing it. I realized today I was doing that when I was being flogged without knowing it and without there being... It wasn't like the pain was so much, but it's like something I'm, I guess I'm incorporating on my own just all the time. Without significance. Without significance, yeah. yeah. So that I was aware of it. And I, why was I aware of it? Because I had more opportunity based on what's being stimulated and where I'm experiencing what I'm feeling Yeah. to focus more versus being completely scattered. I mean, you've got me often when everything's on board in such a Twitter, a yeah. frenzy, if you will. I'm just going from one moment to the next, and... Yeah, normally I use you I'm, pretty hard. I'm almost, not drowning, but I'm like, it's like waves and waves washing over me, and I'm just getting a breath here and there. That's what it feels like. And not in a bad way, in a very good way. Yeah. But that's what's happening. And here, I was able to experience just things that are more detailed in what we're doing anally. Like, right. wow. I mean, it. I'm sure it happens all the time, and I just am unaware that I can feel you go all the way up to your balls and then actually experience the feeling, which I've never had before because everything else is so heightened, like the hair on your balls, like rubbing underneath me. And God, you know what? The way you were hitting me at times, you were close to my pussy. And I was like, huh, that feels good, you know? <laughs> and... Uh, not to play games or to be naughty, but but I was like, huh, I'm sure that happens all the time. Sure. And I'm just 
consume with so many other things that it's blurred. Yeah. Well, I do try when I use you ordinarily to just keep the input coming. Mm-hmm. You know, and I try and bring you to orgasm as many times as I can in yes. a compressed amount of time. Yes. <laughs> and and you are surfing a wave of a hypnotic trance state in what we it, refer to really as substate, subspace. And, you know, without all of that stimulus, you don't drop quite as deep into subspace. Right. So there's other, yeah, you're exactly right. So there's different experience and it's neither's better than the other. It's literally just different. And it's, I felt really, I mean, I feel primal usually, but I'm primal in a submissive transient state. I felt primal like in a alert (laughs) animal state today. So it was interesting. It was very interesting. Well, it's day one. It's it's day one. Wait till like (laughs) blithering idiot by the time I get a week or two in. It's day one. And we've got, you know, 29 more days to go. Is it only 29? I think it's 30. 30 days. Oh, yeah. 29 more. Yeah. (laughs) 29 more days. And we'll see how the experience of denial grows. Yeah. Like, I'm curious to see if it's. You know, recently we've, well, we always have, like, but it, it, it seems like it always gets better all the time. And there's been things like you just say something to me and then I'm like, oh, I fucking cream myself. I, I mean, I can tell it's that much. Yeah. I was, I'm going to get off topic for a second, but I was driving home and I was listening to Howard Stern on XM. Yeah. And I know it's an indulgence, but I do it because I used to listen to him all the time. And he's not exactly aligned with me or anything. It's just it's just extremism. Right. That's what I would say. But they were talking to Dry Lisa today. And Dry Lisa is a woman whose vagina is dry. <laughs> like constantly dry. Yeah. Well, part of it is probably she has a husband that she will not fuck. And they're getting divorced and all that. And she just needs someone to get her wet, basically. Yeah. And she's considerably younger than me and i thought you know okay well that can be genetic or that could be hormonal right you know of course and i think yeah that's just not my experience and i and i hear this over and over again and no disrespect to anyone that has dryness because truly my belief is i have some (laughs) this is another funny story i have some ants that we were in a car driving the commute from LA back to their home up in the up in the upper valley desert. And I don't was my uncle there? Maybe I don't think my uncle was there, okay, at the time. And we were talking about all these things and, and sex came up and I know people go, You're talking about sex with your aunt? Well, it came up in a way about expression of something political. How old were you? It was only like four or five years ago. Oh, okay. Yeah, so they're in their seventies. Right. Okay. Okay, and she and we're pretty honest in our family, and so she just said, "Well, you know, after these incidents, you know, your uncle became real amorous, and it was just difficult, a challenge because of dryness." And I said, "Oh, you know, I was sensitive to that because that's not." comfortable at all i mean people make light of vaginal dryness and they make it a woman's fault but it's not it's just a thing it's literally like not having enough spit in your mouth okay and so yeah but but it can be very abrasive and hurtful and hey there might be guys that love dry hand jobs not many 
But there might be some. And yeah. there might be some women that like dry vaginal fucks. Yeah. But not many. Right. Most people like lubricant. Yeah. So I happened to say, oh, well, and I was confused because my generation is different. You have to think they grew up in the, they were born in the 40s. Right. Grew up in the 50s. And grew up in the 50s. And so I said, oh, well, do you use lube? And she said, it was so funny. She says, what, Vaseline? And I said, <laughs> well, okay, way. Well, I said, okay. Uh, if you're not using any protection and you're in a pinch, you could use Vaseline. However, Vaseline actually builds up friction and it can make it uncomfortable just like you were dry. So, yeah. you know, it's more probably better for anal, which ugh, I didn't even ask her if she's doing that, but there's no fucking way she's doing that. Okay. <laughs> so I said, oh, well, have you used lube? What do you mean? And this is typical of that age group. The, the, the dirty thing to talk about is KY jelly. Right. Which, KY jelly is used in most physician offices. It's not yeah. a big deal. But let's be honest, ladies, as I go into my gynecological exams, I wish my doctor had lube instead of KY jelly. Right. Because it's not the best lubricant right. out there. In fact, I'll tell you a secret, I pre-lube before I go to my doctor. Yeah. So, anyway, I said, oh, well, you know, if you actually have dryness, she says, well, I'm taking hormones, and I'm taking these pills, and I'm hydrating. And I said, I know, but that's just part of aging. And if they're in their 70s, God sure. bless them, if they're still having sex, for that's one. Right. And she recognizes it's a barrier for her pleasure. And I said, oh, this is easy. I mean, there's water-based lubes, but I said, if you're not using protection, which they aren't at their age, why don't you use silicone lube? Because I was an expert at silicone lube. And they're not using toys, so I don't have to sit there and worry about they're going to destroy a toy. Right. They want to get their bodies lubricated and have it last long enough. And I can't imagine them having sex for too long, you know, in a session, so that they don't have to keep reapplying. Because I think it's out of their generation to think about reapplying. Our generation is like, yes, more lube, get right. more lube, do right. it, right. whatever. And we, we don't think about that as much. Right. Um, but they well, do. Lube isn't dirty to us. No, it's not dirty, and it's and it's creates pleasure. And so to stop to get more lube is not an issue. But the great thing about silicone lube is it lasts so long. It's longer lasting, yeah. And you don't need a lot. Goes a long way, and it doesn't build up heat friction or anything, and it doesn't get sticky or anything. Now you got to be careful. I had to tell her this. I said if you play with it, you play with it on your bedding, so you could later wash your bedding like you normally do. And you don't just go walk into the bathroom. You can slip and break a hip. Right. And the reality is silicone lube doesn't evaporate. Right. And it is slippery as long as it's there. Right. I've seen people just take a head dive right. on that. So I said, have a towel so you can wipe your hands. Don't get it on your feet, that kind of thing. And I told her about it. Well, this is what's happening. So I... I had this really open conversation. She was really actually thankful. She says, where would I get that? And I'm like, uh, we can go to Lover's Package now if you want. And I kind of helped her find the one and told her the difference between them. These are flavored ones or have smells. And a lot of that means a lot of sugar. There's, they don't say they have sugar, but they have a variation of sugar in them. And that means that there's going to be sticky. It's also bad because vaginal yeast. yeast yes, yes. Yeah. Bacteria and yeast. So I said, really, the you know, gun oil or can't remember, Magnum 6 or something is the best. And it's, and I said, this one has a pump, so you don't have to grab it and pour it. You don't slip around. One pump will take you all the way through. You want, you want it. She did. And I said, but I recommend 
that you do it first to yourself. And, and she got kind of embarrassed. I'm not going to ask you what you do for yourself, but I recommend you do this for yourself first. See what this fluid and what you need, because you're having the dryness, what feels good. Yeah. And I did suggest, even though it's way out of her spectrum, that she get a dildo or something that was silicone lube friendly and only... To not, you know, I wasn't even suggesting that she try to get off on this. I said purely because then if you insert it, you're going to know right away if you need more lube. Plus, it also will insert the lube deeper inside you where yeah. you, you may not be able to get your fingers to. And she laughed and I said, now I'm not assuming you're my uncle. <laughs> I'm not trying to visualize my uncle right now. But I said, not knowing that and you experimenting, you need to try that. So... The conversation stopped, and I am only sure because she has eight siblings, so there's two boys and the rest are women, that there were conversations that happened. But I did get a message from her about a month later about, I really like the silicone. (laughs) And I thought, it it melted my heart, I thought, wow, what an amazing thing to liberate someone. It's simple to us, yes. But it's mind-blowing to and someone li- and like, like that. And like you say, liberating. It's liberating. Yeah. Yeah. Now, you jumped onto that story when you were telling us about the pain thing, using the triangle. So the triangle, yeah. So let me go back to the triangle. The triangle, I was using it during your flogging yeah. and recognized I was just having it without any significance, just doing it. But I think there have been times, even with caning, I'm not sure if I'm fully aware I'm doing it, but I know I'm doing it now because I recognize, I saw it today, and I was like, oh, I see that image before. Interesting. So I must be applying that image to depress pain other times. Yeah, well, I want to just say one thing about pain. You know, pain is an emotion. Yeah. And the way you interact with your emotions is how you interact with pain. So that is exactly right, because when I'm... uh, um, I'm getting better now because I'm getting more flat about it. However, dealing with not uh, having regular conversations with my children yeah. is, it comes up periodically as distressing. So let's just say I, I thought about it on the way home and we're going to have a scene, whether it's high protocol or not. I've had it on a couple times when we've had high protocol scenes. And I've used the triangle... And as of lately, it's been very effective on that. And it could be because I'm getting more flat about it. However, there have been times when I, you know, I'm misty and moody when I get thinking, of, you know, thinking about my children. And I try the pyramid and it's not quite working. And then it isn't the effect of the pyramid not working is why I experience more pain or why the protocol becomes high order for me. But I definitely know my emotions like me being mm, on edge about something something else even, not even what we're dealing with, nothing with you. I bring that into the scene, and I can tell that it intensifies Absolutely. everything. It intensifies your caning, intensifies Flogging, the way you the uh, grab me, yeah. which I normally, and I, and I don't mean like you are aggressive, but what I mean is you grab me as a sadist and move me sometimes, and I love that generally. And sometimes I'm very, oh, that's very intense for me to deal with, yeah. right? And I know the last couple months, 
even if I feel moody, I kind of just have a calming meditative moment while I'm preparing myself to just say, just let everything go. Because the idea is to go into this at peace because it definitely reflects in our scene. Totally. Yeah. No, no. Pain is an emotion. And I think people have a hard time with that because it's not actually a real thing. But the pain you feel occurs to you as real. It feels real. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not actually real. It's just an interpretation of an input from a nociceptive mechanoreceptor. I'm just starting to play with that right now. Yeah. Now, you know I love flogging. Yes. I love flogging. Yeah. So flogging gives me power to experiment with that sen- that experience of pain. I don't... I would say when you flog me super hard, super hard. Yeah. I might tell you it's ouchy, you know, and yeah. I don't mean ouchy like it's not, like you're hitting me not hard. You're hitting me really hard. And yeah, that normally happens toward the end of a right. scene. Right. But, but I would never say, I feel like my hand's on fire, i got to pull it away, jerk it away from the flame right. kind of thing. It's more of an enduring pain. Now, in the beginning, when it, there's no pain. Like, most of it, there's no pain. It's pleasure, yeah. it's... Well, let's be honest. I feather... The intensity up on a gradient. You're right. Start softly. You're right. Work it more intensely. Work it. I, but the thing I do is I maintain the rhythm mm-hmm. of it pretty consistently. No, and I can tell when you start to ramp it. Yeah. But I'm saying there's there's only a point where it, I start to catch my breath on things. Yes. And what I'm trying to express to you is that I'm recognizing that there's a there's moments where you'll. You'll hit me one way. Like today, you're really right on my app, like on my crack, like on my pucker, basically. Yes. I know that was intentional. <laughs> and uh, that's a whole new Guilty. set of nerves, right? Yeah. And I was able to dance. This is what I, this is what I'm trying to get to. I felt like I was, I had the ability to control and dance between every two or four strokes on what I, Let's just say I allowed to experience the pain and then let, and meanwhile, you're still stroke, you're still yeah. impacting me. And those are non, those are negligible. Like below the threshold. They could the threshold. be still the exact same intensity, yeah. but somehow I was able to grab the one that was the highlight. And, and what I do is I, focus it's weird. It. I push it up above yeah. yeah. and meanwhile, you're still flogging me and it's above and I let it. I let that one that was three or four seconds ago hold its place. Place, yeah. and as it dips, I then bring it back down. Interesting. Is that weird? It's no, no. That's, that's actually it. exactly what you should be doing. Okay, that's, that's what I've been doing. That's exactly how pain should occur to you as an image, right? That you can play with. That and that's why I I know I use the pyramid. What I've been noticing later is like a bar graph. Sure. It's like one goes boop, mm-hmm. and I go be with that one. Meanwhile, I'm still being flogged at equal intensity, but those go into my system or my or my acknowledgement of them is thud, thud, right. thud, spark, right. thud, thud, and and then so what I noticed today is I was able to move it. I played with number I, without really knowing. I was like, the fourth one is what's happening, right? And then I was like, no, I'll make it three now, and then I'll I'll make it five. Interesting. And I was. I, inside of what we were doing, yeah, I was playing with the frequency, right, 
It was bizarre. I, so and good. I don't even, I can't even tell you I didn't plan that ahead. No, no, no. This it is, just this happened is, within that subby this space. Is, this is so great. This is so great. This is, this is a transformation in your experience as a masochist. Because this is not a conversation you could have had with me a year ago. I wouldn't have understood what that meant. No, exactly. And I barely yeah. understand it now, but I know what I'm experiencing, and I know what control I'm having within it. Yeah. No, it's a beautiful experience. I'm deeply moved by that, actually. Yeah. <laughs> so this is great. So we've had day one of ass-whoreness. Ass-whoreness. Yeah. And we have an anal... Stay tuned, because... Stay tuned. Saffer's going to post stuff about her. <laughs> I am going to post ongoingly, but we will have an update from time to time in the oh, pod sure. about it. Yeah. Oh, sure. That's it for today. If you're interested in kinky relationship coaching, online domination, or if you'd like to sponsor the pod to keep it going, please visit our Patreon website at Lady Petra Playground. You can reach me via email at ladypetraplayground at gmail.com. Our music is composed and performed by Roger Ferguson, who can be found at rogerfergusonmusic.com. Till next time, cheers! Thank you.